Welcome back to the Stuyvesant Podcast. I'm Shayon. I'm Alan. We're bringing you a very special episode today. On September 20th, Alan and I popped out to the climate march. Don't say popped out. I like popped out. Why not? What is you in that urban vernacular? That's not urban vernacular. That's... Okay, point is, we went to the climate march. That's youth slang. We went to the climate march and we interviewed people um, and we asked them, why they were there at the climate march, right? We had a field recorder and a shotgun mic, and we kind of just went with the flow. And we let people kind of sound off, so you're not really going to hear a lot about us or we're how we... are not going to hear any of us, I think. Yeah, even yeah. better. <laughs> so all you're going to hear is what people think and how they think we should approach saving the world. Yep, we had like two hours or so of raw audio, but a lot of it was us walking around, so... Um, we cut it down, and these are the clips. We're here to protest the uh, government's lack of action and the UN's lack of action on the pressing issue of climate change. There are reports that by 2022, we will reach the point of no return. The point of no... What? Like a long time ago. Okay. Scientists are in a state of crisis right now because it's becoming clearer and clearer that um, what we're fearing right now most is inevitable, which is the destruction of our planet. I think 20 years from now, if none of us had come out here and we had said to ourselves, maybe if we had come out, instead of missing a few, um, instead of taking, staying for, uh, at school for a few classes, then we would have uh, regretted that decision. You know, you never know what will happen. And right now, there are prospected it's assumed that there are going to be at least 2 million people at this march, so I think that there's a power in numbers. Communities of color, especially black, indigenous, and people of color communities, are the ones that are impacted most by climate change. Whether it's like air quality, it's going to be worse in, for example, South Bronx or um, parts of Queens, just poor areas, or stuff like access to clean water, for example, Flint, Michigan. Um, and those are just a few examples. How do you think that happens? Um, the money goes towards richer white communities because those are the people who have power and who have the money to pay for that. And right now it's at least a little bit less. But let's say we run out of water, like clean water, or run out of um, places with clean air. People who can afford it are the ones who are going to get it and everyone else is going to be left at the bottom. I think it is a political issue because the people who have the power to make that change are people in politics, government and policy, um, governments and businesses. And governments aren't doing enough, even though we can do it. So teshuva is a Hebrew word that means turning and repentance. And those of us who run businesses, those of us who are elected officials, and regular people, if we reflect on what we're doing that's accelerating climate change, For some of us, we're going to change what we eat. For some of us, we're going to change how we travel. For some of us, we're going to change how we produce. And so we chose this sign because in the Jewish calendar, the new year, what's called Rosh Hashanah, starts this coming Sunday. And that's traditionally a time when Jews look at their lives and say, how can I be a better person? And so in the Hebrew calendar, they claim to be counting from when God created the earth, but 
the year that's going to start on Sunday is 5,780. So all of us are committing ourselves that we will change our lives, our work, and put pressure on businesses, politicians, and the world. Because if we turn around now, we'll have a certain amount of climate change, but it'll be manageable. And we know that if we delay the turnaround, and not just in this country, in India, in China, in Brazil, because greenhouse gases that are emitted, it takes a number of years until they change the pH of the oceans and change the atmosphere. So let's say we all woke up 12 years from now. That would have already committed the globe to a massive amounts of intense storms, environment, the refugees. So this is the year that all of us are going to change. That's why we made this side. Uh, veganism encompasses a whole um, philosophy that animals are not here for us, for our use. Um, in the way that black people are not here for white people, women are not here for men, animals are not here for humans. They have a right to exist on their own. Um, they're not for us to eat, they're not for us to abuse, they're not for our entertainment, they're not for us to uh, skin for coats. And uh, we just uh, believe in just leaving them alone. People think it's extreme, but basically our whole mantra is just leave them alone, <laughs> which is really not extreme. It's just about living in peace with others. It's a very peaceful way of life. Animal agriculture is the number one um, cause of deforestation and uh, greenhouse gases. It's the single, single worst factor in uh, the destruction of the environment. It's horrible for the world. It's devilishly cruel and inhumane to the animals, and it's also bad for our health. It's, uh, it's the cause of heart disease, high blood pressure, many different kinds of cancers, um, type 2 diabetes, um, lactose intolerance, which we, which we actually say isn't really a thing. It's just because you're not a baby cow and should be drinking that milk to begin with. But it's, it's an all-around um, uh, evil thing that really needs to go. People need to go vegan and make the biggest impact they can for the world. You don't know? So, okay, so who, who, are, who are the Young Democratic Socialists of America? So there's the DSA, which is the Democratic Socialists of America, and they're all over. Um, and then Young Democratic Socialists, like, student contingents of it. So we're with that. What is it? What exactly is a Democratic Socialist? Do you, want, do you want to take it, or should I go? So basically, um, we're the left-wing branch of the Democratic Party. We're behind people like Bernie Sanders, AOC, Julius Salazar. We're behind the Green New Deal. We want uh, society to become a socialist uh, society in the way that is possible right now. We don't want to achieve this revolution but through elections. Uh, so that's, that's why we're democratic socialists. We basically want to achieve a state of welfare in this country, which means public health, public education, uh, which would mean like free healthcare and education for everybody, better immigrant rights, protect people, protect workers, have a very big uh, tax, uh, like tax out corporations so they have like to pay more money. I basically want to address climate change not as an issue of only environment policies, but as an issue of system change, because we think that the reason climate change is not just like a bad management of the environment, but capitalism in general. So we want to address capitalism as the factor behind climate change. Right. We're actually part of a weekend of activity called the People's Mobilization to stop the U.S. war machine and save the planet. We think you can't conf con con confront climate, the climate crisis without confronting the military. That sign makes the point. 
U.S. military equals 140 countries' fossil fuel pollution. And yeah, and for a long time, the U.S. military has been excluded. Uh, it's, it's incredible, amazing amount of waste in Air, for, Air Force fuel. Uh, and of course, we're fighting these wars for oil. The whole regime change effort in Venezuela about oil. We've got to stop that. It's not. We got to realize oil is not the answer anymore. We got to make a break. We're not saying though, like you got to like cut the military, right? It's just like oh, you got to cut the military too. Oh, the whole thing. Uh, 75%. I mean, uh, you know, a large amount. We need right now. The military is more than a trillion dollars in our discretionary spending. 65% of our discretionary spending. You're not going to have a green new deal or be able to confront the climate crisis with the funding that's needed if we're going to keep funding the military. We believe that businesses need to get involved and therefore we're saying no business as usual. Um, it's, um, we have donated all of our advertising money this week to 350.org because we feel that you know the youth movement needs the microphone in order to have their voices heard. And uh, we were very, very happy that um, the youth um, started calling up on businesses and adults to join. So uh, that's the reason why we're here. I think a lot of things. First of all, sort of like look at plant-based products and diets instead of fossil fuel-based products and diets. And that's what our contribution is as seventh generation. All of our products are 100% biodegradable and, uh, and not fossil fuel-based. And, uh, and secondly, individual contributions, you know, not eating red meat, you know, recycling, using the right products and using your money to make the right decisions. And I think, I think that um, pipelines are wreaking havoc across not only the country but the world. And we have to stop them. They're destroying the water table. They, when they, they all leak. You know, it's not a question of if they'll leak, but when and where and they seep into the ground and then therefore into the groundwater and then they get into the rivers and lakes and end up in the oceans and streams. They pollute the air. Um, it's very dangerous and the continued effort to build gas pipelines, especially in New York, is not for the purpose of providing uh, fracked gas to New York. Um, but in fact to sell it to Europe where it's very profitable. And so people are being told that this is for their benefit, but they're trying to build pipelines across farmland. They're building them next to people's backyards. I have a friend in Pennsylvania who has a neighbor that has a pipeline going right literally through her backyard, sorry. And um, they're putting them along near elementary school, so if they blow up or leak, there's no protection for the kids and they're very dangerous. And fracked gas is, is a serious health hazard. It literally is already killing people. It gets into the air, causes respiratory problems and neurological problems. It kills animals, it kills uh, the land. It leaks, same problem. And one of the things they don't like to tell people is that the Marcellus Shale, which runs through both New York and Pennsylvania, has radon in it. Right, and they keep telling people, oh, don't worry about the radon in your fracked gas because you can just open a window. But they forget that much of New York is what's called old law buildings. I live in a slum tenement building that was built in 1824. There, there is no through, there's no air through or air circulation. So if radon gets into my apartment, it stays there and I'm breathing it. You know, so, and that's of course a health hazard and it will contaminate entire buildings. And they keep telling people it doesn't matter. 
Okay, so the Green Schools Alliance is a global organization of 10,000 schools in 90 countries, and all of our schools sign a climate commitment, uh, either as a climate steward to reduce their emissions uh, by 20% within five years or within 100% within uh, 10 years. Do you guys have any, so do you guys have, like, are schools, like, really a big emissions producer, or? Um, schools are very important as uh, not so much as emitters, but as educators, as being uh, the hearts of communities. Uh, what we try and do is give teachers, students, administrators, and parents uh, the tools that they need to live a sustainable life and have sustainability within their schools. Do you have any schools in the DOE? Or uh, all the, the New York City school uh, system, DOE, is a member, so all 1,800 schools in the city are members of the Green Schools Alliance. They were the first district in the country.